1: Hey, good morning, welcome back. Thank you for listening to the Donna and Steve experience on my talk 107.1. Everything entertainment. Donna Valentine and Steve Patterson. We got Mike the Zamboni with us as well. Hey, I wanted to talk about this yesterday. We didn't uh, find, we didn't have time. And so uh, this is kind of interesting. So next year, the Oscars... Uh, are supposed to include these oscar inclusion laws and apparently they're already sparking debate and i kind of get it it sounds very stressful one no it does one filmmaker likened it to like the stress you feel when you have to do your taxes (laughs) so so last fall for example An independent filmmaker was filling out an online form to put forward his movie for Oscar consideration when some questions on the submission site kind of caught him off guard. The site was asking about his cast and crew members, race, gender, sexual orientations. There were questions about their health, whether they had autism, um, as an example, or whether they dealt with chronic pain or mental health issues. And he was like, I was looking at it like, I don't know. It's not my place to ask these personal questions. He's like, did they do their job? Great. And how are we going to know who's gay when it's illegal to ask people? These are like legit questions, right? They're part of.
2: Yeah, when you intentionally try to um, change the demographic makeup of your movie production, it's often a clunky, clumsy road in an attempt to get there.
1: Right. And these questions are part of the Academy's new representation and inclusion standards for Oscar eligibility. It's called raise. That's the acronym that they used. They started rolling it out in 2021 in preparation for making certain benchmarks mandatory by the following year's um, award season. And the goal is to spur more inclusive hiring in the film business. But some producers who are trying to comply say the process is cumbersome, uh, cumbersome at best and privacy invading at worst. And so... He's like, I wasn't, this this one particular filmmaker was like, I wasn't going to write to all the actors and ask what their sexual orientation is. And if it's not something offered in their bio, are you really going to say to someone, um, hey, are you disabled? So they bring up a good, you know, a good point. But the Academy yeah, says... Are they going to be
2: writing that, like, are they trying to meet a, a standard? Are they going to be at a point where it's like, Joe, do you have anything? Well, I suffer from migraines sometimes. How often? Okay, that could be good. Right. How often? You know, are we going to check the box here? Yeah. It feels
1: a yeah. Weird. The Academy is saying that it doesn't expect production companies to know every demographic detail about their workers, but they also say the first two years of the program have seen overwhelmingly high participation. And a lot of productions provided even more information than they required. So when these rules go into effect for next year's Oscars, they're going to require that a film meet like two of four inclusion standards to be eligible for best picture. So, I mean, it just seems really.
2: Let me read the categories. There are there are four different standards. In order for a, a film to qualify for best picture next year, there are four standards. There's standard A, which is on screen, B, which is the team, C, which is access in terms of how the movie's getting out and distributed and all that kind of stuff, and then D is audience development. These are different like factions within uh, a movie-making team. Okay? Right. so you only have let, to meet
1: two of the four.
2: You have to meet... Two of the four standards. Let me let me say standard A on screen, which is where it would impact the viewer the most, I suppose. In order for a movie to qualify for a Best Picture nomination next year, the film must meet one of these followings within this standard. So there are four standards. you got to meet two of the four standards. And to meet a standard, you have to meet one of what I'm about to oh say.
1: Oh, my gosh. Okay.
2: At least one of the lead or significant supporting actors must be from an underrepresented racial or ethnic group. At least 30% of all actors in secondary and more minor roles are from an underrepresented group. Okay. And the main storyline, theme, or narrative of the film is centered on an underrepresented group. So you have to meet one of those if you want to try to meet the on-screen standard. Not every movie has to meet the on-screen standard because on-screen, stay with me, is standard A. There's standard B, which is the team, like creative leadership positions, department heads. Standard C is access, so the distribution or financing company. And then standard D is audience development, which is like, in-house senior executives that need to be from underrepresented groups or um, for the marketing. Whoa. So those are the four standards. You have to meet at least one of the following in two of those standards to be Oscar eligible.
1: Hmm. I, I I mean, they're, it sounds like they're doing the best they can, right? But there are some studio sources who are talking off the record and just saying... We don't want to appear anti-inclusion, but the standards are so difficult to understand and to gather data for. They're just having a hard time. And like I said, the one guy or woman said, it it was like looking at my taxes. Like, it's overwhelming, you know? Um, And they also have to go through... um, Uh, Mandatory annual unconscious bias training for Academy staff. And then, you know, the fixed number of 10 pictures for best picture. Yeah. Wow. But don't... I would think that most major studios collect this kind of data anyway. right? Right? Isn't that typical to... Self report?
2: I would. It's just I don't trickier, know. trickier. I don't know. I mean, there are personal things that people, our employers, don't know about us. That's true. They wouldn't know certain health things. They right. wouldn't know your orientation unless they know things about us because we talk on the air all the time. But yeah, that's generally. Um,
1: it's just Private. yeah, the privacy issues. But you know, the academy is saying like like who's to say that they're not lying?
2: Right. That's why I'm like, hey Joe, how often do you get those migraines? Right. Could we file that wink, under chronic wink. pain? Right. Yeah.
1: Exactly.
2: Yeah. I don't. There's a part of it that feels a little like tail wagging the dog. Yeah. And especially in, in the on-screen stuff too, um, like will people start to Feel like they need to make a movie if they want it to be Oscar nominated, that they that then they're considering all of these objectives and saying, Well, we got to change it based on the rules that are in place. I think that there's merit in what the academy is trying to see in an end result, right? I think the the pursuit is clumsy, uh. yeah Yeah.
1: it's it's hard it's like a it's balance you know like what if you were making a film about a a privileged white family Mm -hmm. it's so
2: does that story have to change
1: right it might not meet the standards for on screen but then you make up for that behind the scenes it just it it is very like "Ah, i gotta have some of that to go with that and then take that from that section and put it
2: there yeah yeah
1: i could see where it's overwhelming but i i like the intent
2: right and i don't have like a well-formed opinion here but and i know we're almost out of time but like as they look at underrepresented could there be so then when you talk about inclusion um you ought not make inclusion narrow right by definition it's very wide right and so Could there be other groups of people that feel that they are not represented well in Hollywood, in movies, but aren't on the inclusion list?
1: Right. Like women of a certain age.
2: Women of a certain age. Um, Right. Yeah. Uh, Very conservative religious beliefs from a number of different religions. Do they feel very well represented? Right. Right. And I'm just saying, I'm, I'm not combating what oh, they're trying not at all. to include. No, it's
1: just, it's tricky.
2: But it's, you know, it's, you know, you have to, which ones get the push?
1: Uh, Darren says, how about we nail the In Memoriam segment first? <laughs> 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 Amen that's to that. Funny. All that's right, funny. that's a good place to wrap this all up right,
2: right now. Um, uh, Let's see, what should we get to next?
1: I don't know. Well, I want to oh, talk about,
2: go ahead. Uh, the Woody you talk... Okay, okay. I want to talk... This Woody Harrelson-Matthew McConaughey project, I think, is pretty interesting. Um, and so, yeah, why don't we talk a little bit about that when we come back?
1: Okay. I'll
2: let you hear Meryl Streep as a talking whale.
1: Meryl? Meryl? All right. What right.
2: We'll get into that. When we come back, it's... The-
1: oh, hey! <laughs> Welcome back to the show. It's Donna and Steve on my Talk 1071. everything entertainment... Woody Harrelson and Matthew McConaughey are going to uh, live together. Sort of. Not exactly. Their yeah, characters kind of. will. Sort of. Right? It, I didn't know these guys were in True Detective together. I never watched the show. I didn't know. this would
2: explain you not knowing.
1: Yes!
2: They, they both seem, seem like they are cut from the same cloth.
1: I uh, agree. Sort of, in some ways, but in other ways, not so much.
2: I mean it in the way of
1: they're stoners. <laughs> yes, I, I see was that.
2: Say that they could just sit down and shoot the breeze. You know, not they would just maybe drop the Hollywood pretense pretty quick.
1: Yeah, I also wonder if they're like politically different.
2: Oh, I don't know.
1: I don't know either. Doesn't McConaughey is any kind of a fence straddler? A seat yeah, on both sides? Yeah, kind of maybe. You could be right. You could be right.
2: And I, uh, we're totally guessing people's political ideologies now, mm-hmm. but I bet you Woody's probably liberal on some things and conservative on some things.
1: Hmm. So you're saying you, they're the same. They're on the fence.
2: Do you think I'm wrong on my Woody assessment?
1: Maybe. Maybe, and I would not like to elaborate. Thank you. Because people
2: come at us with pitchforks. Yeah, and I'm so like, I don't, I, don't I, don't I don't care, I don't care. You do you.
1: Yeah. Whatever. I don't care. I'm going to care, but I don't care.
2: Mar- Mary? Mary? What do you want, the, the movie Mary? <laughs> what was Jimmy Stewart? Was he a Republican or Democrat? <sighs> he was in that movie, Mr. Smith Goes to Washington.
1: Thanks, Steve, for the reminder. Anyway, they're going to be in a movie. Um, Woody is going to move into Matt's Texas ranch where they and their families will attempt to cohabitate. But is this... It's an unscripted show for Apple TV+. So, it's a 10-episode series. There's no word on the title, no word on a start date. But according to a press release, it's a heartfelt, odd couple... Love story revol- revolving around their strange and beautiful bond.
2: So and Woody I, Woody moves to Matt's ranch in Texas, evidently families in tow. It seems interesting to me. It so seems is this a weird. reality show? I think so. Uh, that's what unscripted would lead you to believe.
1: Correct. Pretty sure that's J Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this
2: is Chris Jenner
1: LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday, so the fun never ends.
2: Blinded by the item. Listen wherever you get podcasts, and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel.
1: Being duped, just like we were with that <laughs> Kevin Hart thing with Nick Carter, Nick Carter, Nick Cannon.
2: You know, I did get the book Green Lights on audible
1: Hmm. you want to
2: talk about feeling relaxed when you drive i haven't fired it up yet but uh, we've heard samples of green lights matthew mcconaughey's book you know remember when he came out with that book i do
1: i do did you like it did you
2: no i haven't i haven't started it yet
1: oh i haven't
2: listened to it i just feel like if you're driving and then he's like you know oh man and starts getting into that i just feel like naturally you would you'd get pulled over and they'd be like Do you know how fast you were going? No, officer, I don't. You were going 35 and a 55. (laughs) Just feels like he'd show you out. You know what I'm saying, Don? I'm going to shift us now to Meryl Streep as a whale.
1: Meryl, what do you mean as a whale?
2: Well, thank you for asking. She is going to be voicing a whale in the new Apple TV series, Extrapolations. And she will play the last living humpback whale. This is an eight-episode series about the cataclysmic effects of climate change. In the first episode, she plays that final humpback whale on Earth. She is informed of the fact that she is, in fact, the last humpback by a scientist, played by Sienna Miller, who can communicate with her. How is it possible? From what I have read, apparently the, the whale, or at least its consciousness, is actually Sienna's character's mother what kooky town Um, let's hear Meryl you'll hear a conversation here it's uh, Sienna Miller playing the scientist communicating with the whale uh, through technology and Meryl Streep's character Meryl is uh, is the voice that you'll hear she sounds like a spooky whale
1: it is possible that one day there will be more of you when it will take time More time than either you or I have. But what you have told me, what we have said to each other, that will feed more new ones. And how will it be different
0: next time?
1: Okay, hold up. Yep. So we are talking about real whales, or are we talking about animated whales?
2: I believe that this is an animated situation.
1: I I think I assume is is she a live
2: action whale?
1: Click on the link. It's it's bizarre, but I oh that looks kind
2: of cool. I like the science lab that she's in.
1: It's kind of cool. So we're looking at a real life whale who is supposed to be Meryl, huh?
2: It's probably a CGI whale. Just to be technical.
1: Okay. Yeah, I don't think they trained the whale.
2: Yeah. All right, Herbie, you can take five, and then we need you back here. It's a quick chum break.
3: <laughs> Do you see who else was in this? Who? Oh, Edward Norton, Kit Harington, okay. Toby Maguire. This yeah. is a yeah.
2: So you know what that means? I bet they're each doing an episode. This is probably whale episode. So this
1: is like an educational series. Using, they're trying to use an interesting way to tell the story.
3: Interwoven stories explore the intimate, life-changing choices that have been made. So, yeah, they're going to intertwine a bunch of different stories. Uh, it's like
1: I love whales. Wow, I love whale. I
3: love whale,
1: <laughs> and I, I love Flubber.
2: <laughs> I saw the movie Flubber once.
1: There he goes.
2: That does not need repeat doing, I'll say that. God bless Robin Williams and all the wonderful things that he did on screen. And I we're off and running push flubber down toward the bottom.
1: Okay, thank you. Uh,
2: hey, when we come back, we're going to play a brand new game. We're going to workshop it on the air. It's called "Whose Voice Is It Anyway?" DJ Mike, the Big Zamboni, he will be leading the way. It'll be me versus Donna. Uh, we want your feedback, so stick around. We're playing it
1: next.
0: Get a taste. You'll never right. be the same. It is
1: an exciting time on the Donna and Steve Experience. At my talk one oh seven one because I'm about to prove how terrible I am at yet another game.
2: And we hope that this game sticks so that we could see this on display once a week, forever. Now, we don't have an intro for the game yet.
1: Nope.
2: Um, but this came up sort of organically. We were doing something on the radio recently. We've done cover story, which we've all really liked. Thursdays generally is when we... Uh, No, Monday is generally when we do that. We'll do that when Rocco comes back. Um, But we thought instead of naming uh, who's singing it, can you identify a celebrity's voice?
1: Out of context, in most cases?
2: And if so, how quickly do you think you could do it? So from there, we sort of created the new game, what we're tentatively working title calling, Whose Voice Is It Anyway?, although it will have some name-that-tune kind of rules to it. Um, Zamboni, yeah. we've spoken with you. How would you describe what we're going to play today?
3: Yeah, it's definitely more of uh, if you've never heard it before, it's more. Obviously, nobody has. We're doing it for the first time. But is that Name That Tune uh, kind of bid a note? If you've watched Name That Tune, there's the bid a note portion where the players go back and forth and they bid, I can name this song in X number of notes. We're going to kind of do that same thing, but except with the voice of a celebrity. And as you said, this is out of context. So this isn't going to be in a movie role where you're going to be able to hear, like, oh, they're that, they're talking from this movie. This is going to be somebody either from an interview or somebody that doesn't have any context behind it except for one little clue. Now that okay. little clue is just to kind of put you on the track of it. It's and not how we be... think
1: we're going to bid exactly. based on what you tell us. Yep. Exactly. Now
2: we won't bid with notes. We will build in, se- we will bid rather in seconds, yep. meaning I can identify this celebrity in three seconds. What is our, what is our range, our time range that we want to go with as we workshop?
1: Maximum, minimum. Ten maximum 10 seconds. 10 seconds.
3: Yeah, 15 okay. to 10 should probably be the maximum. All right, max let's do 10. Work your way down. Yeah.
2: Okay. And then uh we have a we have a little thing that a trump card, so to speak, that we might be able to play come round three. Are we going to do three rounds today?
3: Let's do it. Yeah, I've actually got like five pulled up here just in okay. case, just to okay. kind of okay. uh, test it out a little bit. And okay, see this things is go. exciting. All yeah. right. It is. So first we'll get the clue.
1: And then do we, do, should we decide now who gets yeah. to bid first?
3: So I'm going to flip a coin. There's this little flip a coin app. So okay. I'm going to flip a coin and I'll go ahead and call in the Donna. Heads. It is uh, Tails. Yes. Okay. So, Steve, <laughs> you're going to go first. Yes. All right. So, again, the idea is just like if you're watching that tune, it's going to be a little bit to put you on the scent, but not necessarily give it away to you. Here is going to be your clue for the first one. You two will go back and forth and bid. So, it doesn't necessarily mean Steve's going to try to answer this one. But here we go. The clue is mostly TV, but part of a recent blockbuster. So, again, mostly known for TV, but part of a recent blockbuster. That's all you're going to get. I can
2: name that voice in
3: five seconds. Name that voice. And we should mention, once that little exchange happens, whoever says, I can name that voice in five seconds, if they can name the voice in five seconds, they get a point. If they cannot, their opponent will get that point. There's always going to be a point awarded every single time.
1: All right.
3: You're right. Maybe
2: name that voice is just what we have to do. If we're doing all the name that tune rules. Yes. Basically, yeah. yeah.
1: I mean, <laughs> okay. I don't know what else to say to you. Whose voice is it anyway?
2: Sounds so fun, but no. name the voice. Donna, are you going to try to outbid me or let me have it? No,
1: I just said name that voice. Yeah,
2: she did. Oh, oh she okay. Said, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah.
3: Okay. <laughs> if we did name or whose voice is it anyway, the rules wouldn't uh, Yeah, but matter, we're still going no to so. exactly. call it that. We're still going to call it that. We're just going to
1: okay, use so the
3: go. rules of name that. Oh, boy. All right. All right. Here we go. You've got five seconds to name... You want the clue one more time, mostly known for TV in a recent blockbuster. One clarifying question yeah. before we play. <laughs> oh,
2: god, <laughs> no, this is good, Donna. Our That's listeners okay. are like our it's family. Okay. It's fine. It's my, fine.
3: Fine. my question is Do I have to
2: name it within those five seconds no. while it's playing or it gets to play? And then I offer my I answer.
3: I will play the full amount, I will stop it, and then I will say, Steve, I need your answer. And you've got, I would say, 10 ish seconds I would say, to answer it. I won't put an actual timer on it, but say you got about 10 seconds to answer I it. I feel like we should make that about five seconds. No, no. <laughs> I don't want right. it fifteen. No, because so. I
1: need to talk it out.
3: Yeah, got to talk oh. it out a little <laughs> bit. So, and if we're only doing three, we'll roll right through these. So, okay. all right, all let's right. start it off uh, again with this one. Mostly known for TV in a recent blockbuster. Here are your five seconds
0: thing, and and you said it earlier. It's like this is a movie
3: that you want to go see at the movie theater. Yes, and you.
2: Ah! Ah! Crap. Oh man. Okay, TV, recent blockbuster. Oh, criminy, I really went waiting to an answer? You oh. said five
3: seconds. Nothing? Nothing. Nothing. All right. That, for everyone playing home, you have any idea, Donna? No clue. All right. Donna gets the point, I said it but. Earlier. It's like this is a movie that you want
0: to see. Oh, I know who it is. Army Hammer?
3: No. With what? Donna. What? That Sorry, two seconds. Uh, <laughs> aggressive right out of Jeez. the case. Who is that? Wait. All of that John Ham. Oh, like oh right wow!
2: Now. that didn't sound like him. I hear him. it
1: now. That is
2: well, oh, yes, <laughs> we all do now. <laughs> oh, this Darn. game is going to take John us national.
3: Ham, of okay, course, fun, most known for Mad Men, but uh, recently was in Dang. Top Gun Maverick.
1: Mm-hmm. What was yeah. he
3: talking about? Uh, Top Gun Maverick. Yeah, okay, yep, yep, yep. Talking about uh, that experience of going to it back in sixty uh, or eighty uh, six originally. Yeah, we're going to go uh, now to Donna. Darn. You get to start the bidding with this one. This one is, my clue is simply going to be musician plus. Mm. That's the clue. Musician plus.
1: I can name that voice in eight seconds.
2: I can name that voice in seven seconds.
1: I can name that voice in six seconds.
3: Name that voice. All right. All right. Donna's gonna I love it. this. Again, musician oh, plus. Out. That is the clue. Musician yeah. plus. Donna has the one o lead. Here we go to voice number two.
1: The reality that I think you're speaking to, what I feel so genuinely grateful for, Got is it. that you see that I... Lady Gaga.
2: So I easy. That much. is Lady Gaga. Yes, <laughs> it is.
1: Ah, woo!
2: We could have named yeah. that voice in one second. Right. <laughs> darn it
1: all right
2: so wait now i'm down to nothing what the bleep you're down to
3: nothing
1: final round oh maybe we should do all
3: five <laughs> <laughs> just as we're workshopping it. i think yeah, yeah. we're workshopping it, yes. because right now
2: if if we were doing this as the deciding round right now and this is what we think could be kind of fun in fact why don't we play it this way we we were introducing this that if we did a three-round game, somebody could easily be up 2-0, and then round three doesn't matter. Ah, uh, but it does, and here's why. I could then now be in the position where, no matter the hint, and I'll still get the clue, I get one second to get a two-pointer, which would tie us and throw us into an overtime round, a, a, a tiebreaker round. So what you want want to test this? Let's test it,
3: sure. Absolutely.
2: And also, uh, do email us your thoughts. You can tweet us your thoughts, things that you like, things that you would tweak. We're a show of the people. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so, yeah, we, we but we, we like it as a concept. So I'm going to do the one-second two-pointer, which I've been forced into now because I'm down two zero going into round three.
3: All right. One-second two-pointer
2: here. <sighs> now, do I still get the clue?
3: That's a good question. Yeah, yeah give I me the clue. Still get still. The clue, clue. Yeah. clue for this one is Superhero. Come on, Steve. You were born for this. That's the clue. You have one second. That is going to go very quick. So please listen up. Here we go. I had a few months where I was sort of kicking about. I think one second is really
1: crazy. (laughs) (laughs) I know, one second. Is he
2: going to hit it? I've got it. Ladies and gentlemen, for the tie. I
1: got it if you don't.
2: Spidey himself, Tom Holland
0: uh but all in all
1: i've had wow. a great time yes I, I all really right you get two points who
3: did you guess donna Not who were you gonna guess I've yeah i Tom know hiddleston uh, Loki. I went intentionally with a dude with a British accent, but doesn't do the British accent in the role he's most known for, because yes. for Spidey, he's got an American accent, right. so okay. I thought maybe that would throw you off. It apparently, didn't. So now we go to a tiebreaker. Okay. Is this a uh, ... Uh, I, th- I think we stick with the mechanics I, I think, of the I think, yeah,
2: I think you're right. So, just stick with the same thing, but now it's just, this is winner go home.
3: Yep.
1: So now it's my turn, right, to, to bid first. To bid
3: first. Correct. And mm-hmm. I will start by giving you the clue. All right. And the clue is do-it-all TV star. Hmm.
1: hmm. <laughs> I can name that voice in eight seconds.
2: I can name that voice in five seconds.
1: All right. Name it.
3: All right. Here we go. For the win. For the win. This is the tiebreaker. Do-it-all TV star. Again, if Steve gets this one Right. He will win. If he gets it wrong, Donna will be victorious. Here we go. Five seconds, correct? Five seconds. Five seconds.
0: seconds. So I was fortunate in that a lot of people saw the vision and the value. Are you kidding Mm. me?
2: (sighs) Golly. Mm. I'm going to go an incorrect guess, and I'm going to say Jennifer Hudson.
3: Incorrect. That is Quinta Brunson. Right away. Oh, doodle tiebreaker.
1: Abbott Elementary. Oh, yeah. She's the
3: writer. She's the producer. She's behind it all. She's the
1: star.
2: Yep.
3: There we go.
2: Winning Emmys. All that. All right. So now, since Mike has a fifth, why don't we just celebrate by doing
3: one last round? Okay. Uh, I thought I had a fifth. Um, This one is going to be. Do one second whoever wins this one. Let's just say Okay. That All right. After this ad plays. All um, right. Yeah, That's go ahead fun. and start the bidding.
1: Okay. Uh, <laughs> your clue
3: is do it in one second.
1: I can name that tune that that name that voice in one second. <laughs>
2: I will let you name that voice. You don't want to do it in half a second?
1: Oh, no. No, okay. please give
3: me the full. Sure. Let me uh see if I can find second. I a want spot a clue here. though. Um hey, your clue was it should be named in one second. All right. Fine. Oh man. That's, That's fine. Easy. We'll just so try it. Maybe not. All right, here we go. Let's see what this does. Like, Good luck, Donna. Uh, Thank you. Right. Oh. oh, oh, you were talking about. Let me let me start that again.
0: You know, I'd been prepared. Ooh. Okay, okay.
1: <laughs> I think that is too long. Oh, no, I th- no, I we get like fifteen seconds to answer. Ten.
2: No, I just meant the clip. I oh, know.
1: oh, I think that's um um. Oh God, not Martin Short. I think it's. Is it Martin Short? It's, uh, I want to steal hard. <laughs> nope, uh, nope, nope, nope. Mike Myers? Uh, I'm just going to say Martin Short. I can't wow. think.
2: For the steel and for
3: the moral victory, Jeffrey Goldblum. In my mind for some months and been working on it, Jeff
0: Goldblum. And yeah. then we contacted him
3: Okay. So I'm thinking for the final round and for that, you know, quote unquote, easy one second one, maybe I go with a little easier to recognize voice. That's kind of why I had him back there. Maybe not. I, I don't know. You did nail Tom Holland just like that. I thought that one might be a little tougher. So Yeah. I um, don't know. Well, we'll wait. We'll yeah. hear what the people we'll say. We'll it off the air. Us. Donna and well, Steve we'll show. Well, we'll
1: add some, you know, we'll add some bells and whistles, course, like a yeah. timer and mm-hmm. some music and an intro and. Yeah. For our
2: listeners, that that was like being at a pitch meeting right there. There you go. of Hey, here conceptually, this is what we think it could be. So yeah, we'll dress it up, but truly, your feedback. You all have great ideas. You're smart. You love the games, and so Donna and Steve show at mytalk1071.com. We would love to hear from you. You can tweet us at valentine donna at I think I'm still KSTP Steve on Twitter because I don't know how to change my handle. Anyway, I'm hungry, and we should find out what our soup du jour is. We're going to do it next on Don and Steve.
0: Rocco once again for Crescent Tide cremation services. You know, it is kind of odd to talk about end of life stuff like I do every day, but I'm glad that people in my family uh, are mature enough to sort of have that chat. My mom and has had that chat with my sister and me, and she had a chat with Lisa over at Crescent Tide and said, you know what, I want to prepay and pre plan for a simple cremation for when it's my time because my son's a little weird, and if I leave it up to him, he'll probably have some weird ceremony that I wouldn't have approved of. I want things done my way, and you know what? I'm even going to pay for it. So she did a pre-plan, a pre-pay with Lisa over at Crescentide, so when it is her time, uh, she's going to have things done her way, and my sister and I don't even have to pay for it. If that sounds like something you want to do for your family, I encourage you to do what my mom did. Call Lisa over Crescent Tide, set up a meeting. It's not just the prepaying and the pre-planning, though they always like me to tell you that uh, if you look at their Google reviews, you'll see that they come through for people in that time of grief, in that time of need. Check them out today, crescenttide.com.
1: Oh, wow, look at this. It's the final stretch of the show. On my talk 1071, everything entertainment, Donna and Steve... Mike the Zamboni in the house. Great job on our uh, first time trying out a new game. Yeah, I think it went well. We did get an e- uh, email here from Brenda that says, Name game. Repeat the sound so the audience can catch it. Name game. I think we got a name game. I don't know. Uh,
2: but we already have the same name game.
1: Oh, that's right.
3: Maybe that's
2: why that came to her mind.
1: Maybe, maybe you're right. I like whose voice is it anyway?
3: I think the bigger point, I think is just that we repeat it. What are you guys' thoughts on that? like that for gives five the seconds, person and, yeah, an an I don't
2: think you can do that, yeah, I I see what we she's can do from.
1: though, after is just play a longer clip sure. and and listen to a little bit of the context, okay, here's a suggestion from Alan. What if instead of name that voice, you do name that movie? There will be way more options and hints, yeah, yeah I get it. We just feel like nobody's doing this. Yeah, identifying a celebrity—it could be an actor, it could
3: be—and there's tons talk show of hosts. It could, yeah, and content out there. I don't think that's going to be a problem. So I think that's right. pretty, yeah.
2: And sometimes the, you might what you hear could be from uh, a movie. Could be a scene in a movie, right? You know,
1: you don't know. How about this? Susan says Steve likes to change the rules to fit his narrative because he doesn't like to lose.
2: Susan already sounds like she was just (laughs) sit and have coffee with you and agree with you on everything. I didn't say
1: anything.
2: I know. What is she squawking about? She
1: said that you like to change the rules as we're playing because you want to win. I mean, it's not untrue.
3: In Steve's defense, the two-point third question rule was discussed before we went on. He yeah, didn't that just pulled that out of thin air. That is So, true. even if he would have been up 2-0, we would have still done that. That's true. Huh.
1: I What, Steve?
3: The just the the
2: people with The people with games. Listen,
1: you've got your people too.
2: They're less vocal cuz they're less complainy.
1: <laughs> right, right. No, it's fine. we're going to figure it out. It's something new and different and that's always fun.
2: I have a very weird thing happening on Twitter right now. So I was going to see if anybody was uh, sending anything. I get this thing on Twitter's website, not in an email that says you're getting an email from Twitter, but on Twitter's website, it said you need to remove two-factor authentication via text message um, in order to, like, only Twitter blue people. You know Twitter blue?
1: Yeah, the check mark.
2: They're the only ones who get the text message two factor authentication.
1: Oh, sure. Yeah. And it
2: says, so you have to turn this off. And if you don't turn it off by March 19th, you're your
1: in violation page will of be,
2: something? Yeah, your page will be deleted. Usually it sounds scammy, but usually the scammy stuff comes through via email. Email. But this is right there on the page.
1: Scott. What's up with that? I don't know, Steve. But can I, uh, can I just change gears real quick here? Absolutely, Donna. How about this headline? For the first time in 30 years, the U.S. has a new favorite breed of dog. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well,
2: times they are
1: a-changing. Yep. The old dog was, the former favorite dog was, of course, the Lab. Typical. The dog of the people, you know.
2: Yeah, it's kind of lazy though. Not not labs aren't lazy, but that choice feels lazy. What about the golden retriever? Number 3. Soft-coated Wheaten Terrier.
1: Not on the list. Oh. Not on the top 10. These are going to be your more common types of dogs right now. Number 2 is the lab, number 3 is the golden, number 4 is the German Shepherd, number 5 is a poodle. Who is at number 1? Come on guys. You can get this. The no, designer I've read, dog.
2: I've seen this list.
1: All right, Mike.
3: I've seen it as well, unfortunately. Damn it. It's I a know. it's a friend,
1: it's, <laughs> the it's the Frenchie. It's the,
3: Frenchie. the French bulldog. I'm sorry.
1: People love those little Frenchies.
2: They do. They're, They're so, are cute.
1: so cute. So stinking and cute. And they got
2: like the you know a a a normal bulldog has the I used to lift in high school when I played lineman, but now I don't. I know, I'm just but, fat. The, but the but the French bulldog, but you still don't want to get a tussle with them. But the, uh, fr- no. the French bulldog still looks like. Listen, this is my size, but I'm not going to let the vertical right. challenges get my way. I still lift, and right. I don't skip leg day.
1: There's the American bulldog, right, and there's yeah. the English bulldog, and then the mm-hmm. French bulldog. Wow, we've covered all the countries.
2: That's a limited way of viewing <laughs> right, the world.
1: I anyway, I just thought that was something worth sharing. And by the way, speaking of dogs, before we get to the soup, thank you to whoever organized the puppy party oh, yeah. we had outside our door yesterday. We had all these beautiful, I don't know how many there were, ten puppies. And they were um oh my god, they're newfies.
3: Newfies, yeah.
1: Newfie mixes. So cute. They
2: were so cute. If you haven't seen Puppy Cute and go to the My Talk 1071 Instagram page and there's a cute reel about it. What, a, those what a
1: great midweek fun thing to do. That was amazing. So thank you. Come
0: down for moose soup after. It's always a soup cup. Oh no, it's mock cheese. It's always a soup cup. Oh no, it can't be. Soup is soup. Slow down, soup is soup. Soup is soup. Soup is
1: Chef downstairs in our cafe. See if he's in a good mood. Chef, it's Brand. Oh, hey, Brent, hey, baby. Hey. Hey.
2: hey, did you do a bracket this year? I did. I didn't do the big one that we usually do. Yeah, what'd you do instead? Uh, just a couple of buddies ones, you know. Okay, can't, it doesn't cost too much. Can't lose too much, and you got a better chance of winning. Yep. Right. That's yeah, big one. Yeah. I never I never did good in that big one. So I know Donna, I we're not trying to make you feel like an outcast here, but Brian and I have been involved in the same March Madness bracket for oh, several fun. years.
1: All right, cool. It's
2: awesome. Bye. We're boys, dude. Yeah.
1: All right. Uh we have a big question for you. Okay. Are you ready for it?
2: <laughs> Shoot.
1: What's the soup?
2: Oh, that question. Um we got beef stew today. Classic. All right.
1: That sounds good.
2: Like, uh, is, is it better it. than dinty more? I'm
1: not going to eat it, but it sounds really good.
2: What? Better, is it better than dinty more? Not answering that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thanks. What about the
2: entree? Right, Hang on, right, Donna. Right, what are right. do you Jeez. hurry for? I
1: got what is the entree?
2: Uh, I got beef tacos, soft or hard shell. Ooh. Beef on beef, baby. It's a yep. beefy day. You know, it's kind of kind of beefy outside. So yeah, yes. it's a beef day. Yeah.
1: It's all about the beef. About that beef. About okay, that okay. beef. I gotta go. We'll about, about, go. about that, that beef? All right, Diana. bye. No carrots. It's all about the beef.
3: What a loser. <laughs> All right,
1: listen. I want people to come out and see me tonight. Uh sixty-eight. To I'm gonna be in Excelsior at Oula La Boutique. Uh two seventy-four Water Street. Listen, they've got twenty percent off store wide. We're gonna have some refreshments. We're gonna have a grab bag with the purchase of fifty dollars, wall supplies last. So come on out. Excelsior, beautiful, beautiful town. Oh, I love so it out gorgeous. there.
2: And there might even be a beautiful, picturesque, light snow. So if you're looking for a Hallmark movie moment... Oh, thanks, ...you Steve. could walk down Water Water Street, Street
1: correct?
2: And, uh, and say words. Okay,
1: here you go. Oh, no, I'm
2: trying to sell it.
1: Ooh La La Boutique. You, uh, you can find them online as well.
2: I will say, ever since you started doing appearances, it's sort of gotten to your head. You've changed. Thank you. Why did you wear fur today?
1: Don't you worry know, about it. It
2: just felt like a bit much. I need
1: to be fashionable.
2: You're going to be like Cruella DeVille <laughs> there.
1: With all my pups.
2: A long vanity cigarette.
1: Oh, totally. With the little uh, thing at the end. What do you call those things? The so little like a filter? Holder. It's a little holder, yes. Yes. i will see you out there tonight. You should Ooh, come la, la, by, booty. Steve.
2: No, but I hope that a lot of people—they want to see you. It'll be all your complaining email ladies they will come out and see you and buy stuff, and I think it's going to be great. Take pictures. I want to see them. I love you guys. Okay, I
1: will. All right, have a great day. Bradley's breathing down my neck again. So I don't know. He just needs to get in here. Adventures of Bradley and Dawn. Minus Dawn (laughs) coming in next. All right. See what I, I told
2: you. I hear it.